0: episode of OC Fan TV. I'm Zach Barkas and I'm joined in studio this morning by Zach Nada and David Arroyo. After a frantic weekend of MLS play, the boys will be talking through some of the matches and giving some way too early hot takes. This is OC Fan TV. Well, good morning guys. Yeah, there's some people that think
1: it's a little
0: too early, but you know, we're here. <coughs> Alan. All right, now that we got that out of the way, we're going to talk about another guy that we all hate, Ted Uncle. Had the Revs the uh, FC Dallas game over the weekend and I just kicked my mic stand but we're gonna move on Fuck he managed to find his way back into our talking points or I guess for the first time on this podcast but back into our group's talking points he, he missed the penalty call and then had to go to VAR and overturn his own bad call which he missed from not but I'd have to say four yards away it's incredible what this man can do.
1: <clears throat> how many times are we going to sit here and just get talk about how many bad matches this guy has? You know, there's a, a wise man named Claude, and he once said that it's time to go. And Ted Uncle, my friend, it is time for you to go. There is no, there's nothing left for you here in the MLS.
0: It's been time for him to go, though.
1: Oh, I know. But, you know, now we're just going to reiterate yeah. it yet again.
0: I don't think... Pro refs, like, we give them criticism, and to to say that they don't get enough, like, that's what I'm going to say, to say they don't get enough criticism is kind of bad, but you look at the criticism the Premier League refs get, and yes, it's a, like, 10,000 times bigger league, but with the amount of eyes watching the game now, I feel like these refs should get a little bit more stick. I don't know, be held more accountable even saying that over the last couple episodes, too. You know what I find is hysterical
2: is we literally have a review show for our bad calls that we make throughout the week. Cheese it instant replay or whatever it is, yeah. Like, what is that? (sighs)
1: So instead of making jokes at it, we need to start just playing officials, is my take on this. Yeah, because mainstream media will not criticize these routes so someone has to
0: start. Yeah, especially Ted Uncle. He, He can leave. As all Orlando City fans, we had a really terrible experience with him in our own stadium. So it it wasn't great, but uh, eventually that penalty was given, and Carlos Hill put it away right before right before going into the half at Gillette Stadium. New England came out with the one 0 win. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, the voice box has not woken up yet. Then we move into Canada, go up north, and it's. Not the prettiest of games, either. More bad refereeing. Uh, I typed Drek Fisher. It's actually Drew Fisher.
1: <laughs> 2 a.m. outlines again. Yeah, right again. yeah.
0: <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to correct it, but I wasn't sure if that was actually his name. No, it's Drew Fisher. The man, he looks like he's a stay-at-home dad, I can't lie.
1: Yeah, I mean, the union had to come back late in this one. to. They had to come back from behind to even get any points out of this game, and then they ended up getting all three, but... It's just two games in a row that we're talking about VAR being involved and some calls that are being made on the pitch that are not being made correctly. It's just, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's another game that seems to be impacted by the referee. It is the the Mihailovic goal that was called back um, right after half. The foul was kind of soft, but it's one of those where it's like, yeah, you kind of have to call that. player just gets in into the opponent's way and... It, Again, Drew Fisher's standing right there. It's like, well, actually, he, he's running away a little bit, but he's still looking at the play. And it's just incredible how these guys can miss such easy and blatant calls. And then especially when you go and score 20 seconds after, you're like, all right, now we got a goal. You're celebrating and, right, and the air comes in. You're like, oh, you remember that foul that happened 20 seconds back? Yeah, we're going to call your goal back just based off that.
1: I don't know this is what you do for a living right you know we keep saying that like how how is it so acceptable for them to make so many mistakes mm-hmm. but for the average person to be held to a much higher standard at their everyday job
0: bro i don't know why but it's just specifically this year in every league every sport reps have been at like an all-time low is it just yeah. me or no you see it I, you definitely see it in the nba see
1: in the nba i think nfl has been just as bad I don't know. The info was pretty pretty rough with some calls, but yeah, the NBA is pretty tough. I mean, Premier League looks like garbage. Serie A is at an all time low for their officiating. Like, it's just it keeps on going downhill. So like, something has to change.
0: Uh, maybe you kind of see it as like a the refs get criticized so much that not as many people want to step up into that spot and and take all that criticism. They'd rather just sit on couches like us and, and then criticize your, those people. and do your job correctly. Am I wrong? No. It's not that hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've seen some higher quality officiating in, like, U12 matches, so I'm going to be honest with you.
0: That was me not but five years ago.
1: But, I mean, yeah, it is tough to get criticized for everything you do all the time, but at the same time, you know, you guys have been able to slide by under the radar for so long, and now everybody's like, we're trying to make this league something serious, and you guys are out here doing this stuff, so.
0: Maybe, Maybe it's something with pro. Maybe get pro out. FIFA refs in. I
1: feel like you hear it at least once every podcast that Pro needs to just be done away with. We were talking about it on the last one. The only two organizations in the entire world to use Pro are the MLS and the USL.
0: Pretty much.
1: Like, what is that? I I don't know. That's why you have Ted Uncle as a ref. Ted
0: Ted Uncle, Drew Fisher. Uh, Who was... uh, I forgot his name. Who was the ref that ref the NYCFC match? Grimlin. Grimlin. No, uh, I'm... I'm forgetting his name now but I could, he's another bald white dude yeah let me, let me look he's it up really quick it was like, that game and oh my god who did we play in the playoffs last year that screwed us over in the playoffs oh, in Nashville was it was it the playoffs that screwed it? us over no it, yeah I think it was a Nashville game that we got the gold disallowed right yeah yeah it was uh, at home yeah off the pads of so a free game. kick yeah
1: no, Alan Chapman Alan yes. Chapman, there he is. Alan Chapman. You can go fall up with my friend. Oh, that is too
0: I'm pretty sure no, I'm pretty sure it was a
1: Nashville game because
0: it was like the goal that was disallowed that shouldn't have been. No, yeah, it was a Daryl, the Daryl goal that got disallowed for a foul. Pereira goal. Yeah. It, and it was a DK foul that was called, but Perea poked it in. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The call was fouled on DK. <sighs> DK that's... got fouled and then got Called for four, yeah. Eight, I remember everyone was throwing so much shit at him. Yeah, going back into the NYCFC game really quick. I can't. I don't know when it was put out, but the like Major League Soccer YouTube page literally made like an eight or nine minute document on that game and how bad it was. Eight or, what, what? What? else am I gonna call it? You can call it a document. Oh gosh, <laughs> eight or nine minute documentary. Um yeah literally on how bad it was they interviewed they interviewed benji uh they interviewed Alan Chapman and I think you know uh logan the ILF or the i I a ruckus mm-hmm. guy with a long bush yeah, yeah. he was in there I was like they're <laughs> like, it's it's just the fact that you have to make a little documentary on how bad one of your officials is and put them in
1: documentary And you see Alan Chapman over there crying, like starting to shed tears. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, but I don't <laughs> feel bad he forgot you. the rules like yeah. three different times. I mean, if it was once, okay. Twice, okay. But this guy just like over and yeah.
0: over again. Alright, we can, All right, we can keep on making on fun too. of the refs. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, another game where VAR intervenes San Jose, Columbus. In the ninth minute, San Jose earned a pen after a um, a VAR intervention. Uh, there was a foul in the box that wasn't called initially, but after VAR, uh, the pen was given to make the game 1-0, and then it was followed up by a red shown to... How How do you pronounce that first name? I'm, I'm going to go in Haimero. It's definitely not Jamiro.
1: Haimero Montero.
0: Yeah, I'm going to
1: with- I'm gonna go Montero. Montiero on the 33rd minute, which it was originally given
0: as a yellow, but the, again, they went to VAR, and it turned out that it was a red card challenge. And then Colorado followed up by scoring three goals with Zellerion scoring two, and Zardes scoring a tap-in. Would you like to say something? No. I'm good. Oh, you animated right there. And then, um... Oh, this is Giassi. No, but that's bad, too. Fuck that guy. Yeah, the <laughs> Francisco Calvo, the hero, scoring two headers in the 84th and the 96th minute to, uh, to seal a point for San Jose. I, I, I just want to point out really quick that when I was watching the highlights for this game, yeah. when Columbus scored their third goal in, like, I think it was the 72nd, 73rd minute, you could see on all their faces, they're like, all right, we did it. They're down to 10 men. We're up two goals, and we're fine. And then this happen. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it has got, it was got yeah, a I, I saw the added time was 90 plus four and in the 96th minute they score, I'd be so pissed. Was it only four out of minutes? Yeah. Oh, four out of minutes. Well, don't screw around. Yeah, pretty bed. much. Oh, what it would be to be a,
1: a San Jose fan at that game. I was going to say, uh, and also we're talking about San Jose here. It's not like we're talking about, you know, another like league leading team. Like, if you were up two goals against ten men San Jose like I would also be expecting a win at that point
2: too yeah. I mean they always they always have games that are just crazy that are belters and yeah. they always find a way sometimes Which
0: is like tied up at least what happened to K. Cowell know. I Any, what, is he hurt I think oh isn't he hurt uh, no idea I haven't been keeping up with him obviously I haven't either let's see really quick K. Okay. Cowell What's going on with you, bud? It's kind of weird no? for Columbus to, to sell that game. I oh, don't know. He played 45.
1: 6.2. I'm right on a half.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hurt. Is that his first game back? Is that why? I said two matches. No, he played in the other one. Oh. he played uh, a full here? Uh, was it, is he slowly working his way back? 65th minute. So he got sick. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just had that random thought. Oh, he came off in the sixty fifth hurt. So he got a start last game. Well, I mean, I hope he didn't have to come on after twenty five minutes. Why not?
1: Oh, that would just be bad for their team if you're yeah. making a sub after twenty five minutes. Maybe someone got is, hurt. I don't know. Well, again, man it came. The man came sense on. For him to start. He
0: came on in the twenty second minute right here.
1: Again, still not a good thing. Hey. All right, so somebody gets hurt. Is that a good thing for
0: your coach? I never said that. <laughs> and You will never have me say it unless no, never mind. I was gonna say unless it's Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of Atlanta, a three-no loss. <laughs> Colorado versus Atalanta. Things you love to see. I don't. I didn't. I didn't type that. Did I? Did I type that?
1: No. No, that was me. Yeah. All right. So why well,
0: you didn't want to type the actual word?
1: Yeah. Sure. We'll go with that. There you go.
0: Yeah. I didn't want to put that in our books. I don't blame you.
1: Atlanta shits the bed. Yeah. Again. They didn't look good week one, and then they don't look good again here. They were, their defending has just been real suspect in the first two weeks of the season. I'm going to be honest with you. There were two goals here that were just absolutely poor.
0: Franco did not have a good game. I know on at least two of the goals, they happened because he lost Mm -hmm. his marker or his mark.
1: Yeah, definitely the second goal, um, the Lewis goal, it's about like a 15, 20-yard you know, ball over Other the top. top. A
0: nice finish, to be fair. Yeah, oh, of
1: course, but when you're one-on-one with the keeper like that with that much space, like as a professional, I'm expecting you to put that in the back of the net. Like.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm also expecting the defender to actually stay with his man and not get that wide open.
1: And then Robinson uh, gets caught with an early yellow in the first half and then gets caught out on a... Uh, break and is the last man, has to make the challenge, gets the second yellow, instantly, Colorado, capitalized off of that, literally a minute later, and they find the back of the net again. <laughs> After opening the scoring inside the six minutes, like, throughout this game, Atlanta did not look good, they did not look a threat, to be honest, other than one chance, I think, I saw, and I was like, you know what, I could have found the back of the net. Like
0: This game could have been four or five. Mm-hmm. There was at least one or two more chances, I... I think it was Jonathan. Yeah, it was definitely Jonathan Lewis who had a ball crossed in, and it, it was kind of fizzed in. He didn't mm. expect it to be that fast, and he just tried to put it near post and he put it wide because he wasn't expecting it to come in that fast. But that was one. There was another header that went wide, I believe. So this could have been a lot worse for Atlanta, and I would have loved to see it. Can I get a quick thought on the upcoming transfer of Austin Trustee to Arsenal?
1: Oh, man. <laughs> trustee in the process right
0: oh that was terrible no, it was horrible. Uh, it was that's awful. what that's what that our club has been so doing so <laughs> they've actually propo- like promoted and that was transfer.
1: like the tweet that oh, came out when we signed gosh. Uh-huh. um didn't look terrible but again this is an mls caliber defender that we're talking about and going to a premier league club he's gonna have a he's gonna have a hard time breaking into the squad for sure he's gonna be loaned out i think
0: he's current oh it says he's currently there on oh, uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It says Colorado Rapids on loan, but I guess that's yeah, that's on loan from Arsenal,
1: yeah, we're letting him finish yeah. out the season and then I guess he'll mm-hmm. join the team, but he'll probably never step foot in Everett, so he'll just get shipped from Colorado somewhere else. I'm gonna be honest with you. yeah, he probably won maybe staying in Colorado. He could end up staying in Colorado if he wants to go abroad somewhere. He's got more of an opportunity to go abroad, you know, in a bigger market club like that. So, who knows? But, yeah, I don't ever think I'll see him in my squad, to be honest with you. Maybe preseason. That's a shout. Uh, you, is he under 23?
0: He's 23 right now.
1: So, no, he won't, he won't make a <clears throat> in our squad, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah.
0: You never know. Some things you never know is Seattle coming out of a good season and then coming out and not looking like the same Seattle. Another another loss this time, 1-0 to RSL and the American Bobby Wood gets the lone goal.
1: Yeah, they win the ball back on the right wing in the final third after some dallying around on the ball, not, no communication. Uh, it seemed nobody let the Seattle player know. I don't remember exactly who it was that there was a man on, but Ball was one back from him about five yards outside the box, and then they find uh, Wood inside the box. Where Fry makes a save initially, but unfortunately for him, the deflection falls right back to Wood's feet. And I mean, six yards out with him laying on the ground, if you're not finding the back of the net there, just, just yeah. there's bigger problems.
0: Yeah, there's a reason that you were playing in the German second division and then came to the MLS. Um, The thing is that's a very
1: MLS thing to do to
0: be six yards out in like sky one
1: yeah well this is a very MLS goal if you watched it you know what I mean it's just poor communication poor passing and then a poor shot that leads to a deflection that finds the back of the net you know what I mean like yeah yeah
0: I mean before Orlando City was a team I was a Sounders fan so kind of sucks for me to see them uh this off but also if that means less competition when it comes to playoff time. Although I mean they're yeah, in the this West is, but, this is just one game. So Seattle will always like two, two? games now. they lost two, games, two? I, I didn't even see the first one. That's why I when Seattle I intro the game I said it was two games in a row that they've lost. I'm not gonna lie, so. I wasn't <laughs> paying attention when you said that. Well <laughs> I think they'll they'll find a way to to regroup and move past this, get a couple wins under their belt. A team that shouldn't move past their woes is NYCFC, another team that we would like to see keep going like this So nil-nil n- draw with Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I
1: absolutely refuse to watch their games, yeah. so the only thing that I saw on this was the stat line, but I feel like I'm just going to read a couple of stats to you guys that should tell you the story of the game. NYC had 70% of possession. They only had 4 shots on target, 10 shots off target, five shots blocked, and 11 of those shots were from inside the box. With those types of numbers, you're expecting at least one of those to find yeah, back of the net. And it's not even like we saw one called off for offsides or VAR ro- ruled out or something like that. Like We just didn't see any. They didn't even find back of the net? Nope. I mean, after 19 shots, something has to go in. So, and it looks like, doing the math real quick, 19 shots, yeah. Um, Keeper not, did not have to make a save all match. Seriously? 10 shots off target, so that's 10. Four shots on target. So actually, there's four saves right there. That's yeah, my bad. Yeah, there's four. Yeah, I was,
0: was like he had an 8.6 rating, four saves. Uh, to have four shots on target to not get a save. Just all off that, the woodwork. <laughs> <laughs> Two saves oh, yeah. inside box. Two saves inside box. Technically, aren't all the saves inside the box?
1: Maybe not. So- uh, I don't know. Mm, that's just not not right. From shots inside the box. From shots inside the box,
0: maybe who knows? Maybe yeah. Uh, yeah. Possibly.
1: Either way, that is that is two points saved for us. Yeah. Hey, speaking of another team that we cannot stand.
0: Maybe the third one on the pod <laughs> <Hey>, already.
1: <laughs> what a great week for us, yeah. man! The only I, thing that would have been better if we could have gotten a lot of to stand.
0: Been but. screwed by the refs.
1: Yeah. Freaking. Outer Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> oh, who? Outer Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, I don't know. Outer Hollywood, Florida. Yeah, the, the other Florida team that nobody. The, knows Everblades.
0: the Everblades. The Everblades. It's not good to be their new nickname. The yeah. Everblades, yeah.
1: So, um, finished club, yes? Yeah.
0: Were they ever. Well, yes, they're a club, but were they ever a club?
1: I think sure.
0: true. Yeah. I. I I know you got some hatred for this club. A lot more than the... Well, I don't know about it, a lot more than the normal he's just person. He's more but vocal about yeah. it, I
1: feel like. They're just
0: bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in every single way. Starting with David Beckham. I and in like their ownership. He's, not
1: he's really not. Yeah. That's and the only reason they're relevant.
2: Yeah. Pretty much. If David Beckham was not their, like, their owner, I don't even think they'd have 10 fans in that stadium.
0: I don't think they're they'd do anything. shambles.
1: Anyway shambles is a nice way to put it man yeah. i'm gonna be honest with you i was watching some of the defending in this match it's just absolutely poor you see defenders center backs looping over le- making overlapping runs across each other trying to defend inside the box and you see nobody going up for a header that they could you know it's just Looks like, like manu's back line well looking like harry Maguire times four back there. i was gonna <laughs> say
0: would you rather have harry Maguire and victor Lindelof or miami's defense you ready for this I don't know if
1: I am. <laughs> I would much rather have Harry Maguire and Victor Lindelof than Miami's defense in that match.
0: I don't know if I can get behind it. I'm sorry. Give me, give me, give me <laughs> give sorry. You
1: Miami's defense and
0: save me the eighty mil. Yeah, we're all not on talking freeze. about the
1: price tag here, right? But I don't think Maguire would let up five goals to Austin. I'm going to be honest with <laughs> Did you. Did he let himself he get Meg? Okay, but that is Watford versus Austin FC. And these bums let up five goals. Five. Hey. But the thing is, they've always been bad.
0: So it's kind of expected at this point. Well, maybe not 5-1, but I, I expect them to lose this game.
1: I, I expect them to lose every game. You
0: yeah. there, did you see the one goal that they got? Yeah. It, Came it. off an offset awesome mistake, passed it right to... I think he passed it right to Higuain, who squared it. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, it was just Higuain off the bench, sitting around being lazy, finding a ball in an area that he can... Take a shot, you know. So. I wasn't uh, even the him to finish it. Goal scored by Leonardo. Mm.
0: Something see, yeah. Yeah. It just uh, laid it off to the top. It was a, I think it was a deflection finish, kind of. But I'm not giving any yeah, of them props. That was a gift from Austin after being 3-0 up. Pretty, Pretty much like a. Yeah. Uh, that's a pity goal. And then they said, Psych, we're gonna put two more on you."
1: Something interesting I noticed is they had uh, 350 touches. This they being the. The other plays. 350 touches. They only had 113 in the opposition half. That's not a great look. I mean, the thing is, they had. I'm looking at the stats. They had 13
0: shots, six on target. Uh, Austin had eight shots, six on target. That's Austin were clinical that game. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. NYCFC, take notes. That's how you finish.
1: Talk about uh, Austin's goal differential real quick. being it 10 a to two 1. And being a plus 9 goal differential.
2: I mean, to be fair, they played uh, Cincinnati and possibly the easiest start of the league. But yeah.
1: That's great. I get it. I just. But
2: still, it's impressive. It's, it's 10 like, to one
1: I, is I look at our team and I'm like, are we putting five past either one of those teams in the first two weeks of the season? We shall yeah, see. No. The, uh, the most I'd say we probably score a game, maybe three, uh, three, maybe four. Uh, we, we we score three goals and we're switching off, and Tesco's coming on the field. So, I
0: mean, <laughs> yeah, are we true. scoring five goals this season with the way we're playing? No, not
1: with the way we're playing right now.
0: But what what are we we're two? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we'll see if we get there. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> the that's, most we'll get this year is three. When well,
2: we play Cincinnati next week, so we'll that's right. see. next guess, week. Yeah, we get a good test. What do we got? Five days.
0: Uh, yeah. Saturday. Facundo hat trick. Game. That right here
1: sounds like a hot take, and we're going to move right into our hot takes after this little ad break. Hey guys, some exciting news here. Orlando City Fan TV is partnering with Tin Roof Orlando to bring you away game watch parties. We'll be having drink specials, raffles, and merchandise to give out to you guys. So stay tuned to our social media for upcoming dates and times. Stay on the lookout for our posts about our upcoming events at Tin Roof, and make sure to interact
0: with us on social media. At OC Fan TV on Instagram and at OC Fan TV Twenty Two on Twitter. Unfortunately, out of the break, we lost one of our members, Bryce, due to him having an actual nine to five.
1: Which but, you can prevent by oh, coming oh. out to those events. Right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, R.I.P. Bryce. you won't be forgotten.
0: Yeah, maybe he was kind of quiet this episode. <laughs> I
1: mean, he was really quiet. I think early <laughs>
0: three things.
1: Yeah, early morning. He he said it on his way out. He said, "Morning are not, my friend."
0: Yeah, that's very true. Well,
1: we're going to move back into the hot takes.
0: And we're going to go with Bryce's just to uh, get his over with, I guess. And the oh, – are we just going with the uh, Orlando City? We're going I going mean, to let, City we City can
1: House? just kind of run through them both real quick, I think. All, All right, great. Right. Hurt. Right. I mean? So Bryce's hot takes, the league-wise one, NYCFC won't make the playoffs. And,
0: and just to clarify, really quick, we each did one. We each did two, one being MLS league wide, and then one, uh, just based on Orlando City. And Kanata just ran through Bryce's first one, which was NYCFC won't make the playoffs. I, I mean, at this current rate, it's not, not
1: really a hot take. I was going to be honest. Yeah,
0: uh, two weeks in, that's a little bit of a hot take did to they say the. Did they win their league. first
1: game? No, no, no so goals. No goals. They, have they haven't scored
0: through two games.
1: So yeah. On current form rate, if you don't score, you don't win games, you will be at the bottom of the table, so... Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kind of early. I could see why he's saying it's that. It's very early. You know, especially being the defending champs. you know. Yeah, that's. I think that
0: that, that or the uh, that hot take is definitely based on spite. Spite? Uh, yeah, and current form. You you could definitely say current form. Yeah, but I mean, I'd, I'd probably say he'd probably still say that even before the season. Yeah, you're probably right. And then his... For Shout out Big Mac. <laughs> oh, throw throwback to that. His one for our club, Orlando City. He said, these, these are his words, Cesar Araujo is going to be our best ever CDM. The, I mean, it's, it's also a little early for that. I was going to say, it's, it's extremely early. Yeah. He's played two games for the club. Two, two, games, two actual yeah. games. His first game, he didn't look that, that great, in my opinion. No,
1: yeah, I mean... I he, thought he looked decent. Decent. Second game, he looked he, he great. He was all over the place. It, yeah. he, was, he was definitely more into it. But the mm-hmm. first game, it's like I was saying, you know, we saw flashes of his age. We saw flashes of his inexperience and in his decision-making and his in his passing sometimes. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's very early to say that he could be our best ever CDM, you know what I mean? Like, who's not to say he goes, hurts himself for a couple of weeks and then comes back and he's not playing at the same form ever again for us, you know what I mean? Just going to do the yeah, world a so favor? Knock on wood? That's
0: true. And then uh, who also says he won't leave after, like, two, maybe three years?
1: Maybe he doesn't even get to to prove himself over that that period of time. And on the flip side of it, who's not to say he doesn't come out against Cincinnati and score six goals and just become, like, a phenom for us? I'll
0: raise my hand and say that he's not going to score six goals against Cincinnati.
1: Well, Realistically. Yeah, but yeah. let's put it out there in the atmosphere. I'm not knocking on wood for that one. I hope that Man. one happens. Yeah, yeah I would be He could have
0: backed the goal in the first game. He, he had a, yeah. a really good opportunity, but he just put it wide. He did, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what you expect from a more defensive midfielder. Young in his first game. He just, yeah, he literally, he literally pushed it wide. Yeah, my eyes lit up as soon as I saw him take that shot and watching the replay, my yeah. heart kind of sank after that. Mm-hmm. It was very poor build up. Or not even build up, It was, gosh, it was poor trying to play out of the back from Montreal, and we actually jumped on it, which I was kind of surprised. Um, we're going to move into your hot takes, Dave. What is your first league one? Um, uh, my, my league-wide MLS, I think the LA Galaxy are going to bring home a trophy this year, whether it's the Supporters' Shield or uh, Playoff Title or U.S. Playoff Title? Is it? What's, what's it called? Are you talking about the MLS Cup? Yeah. I'm sorry, it's, it's title? tired, I'm late. Actually, I'm tired. It's early. Well, either way, wait. <laughs> <laughs> both of you are wrong. Yeah. And
1: LA Galaxy will win a trophy this year. I can get behind that. I think. I mean, they've they've won two games so far: one nil and one in Both of them. Yeah. quick piggyback question off of that: Which one do you think is more likely for them to win? I see the Supporter Shield, more likely. That's, that's what I think I they could pick up more uh, oh. enough points throughout the season, you know
0: what I mean? That's that's what I originally put. I put Supporter Shield at first, but then I went with Trophy, because I think that the MLS
1: Cup is something that they could they could also win. I feel like in years past, LA Galaxy has been one of those teams, like we see like the Liverpools, the Man Cities, and stuff like that, consistent enough throughout the season where they're not going to drop the stupid points a lot of the times like some of these other teams will. They're still going to have those games where, points are dropped, but I feel like Galaxy are consistent enough that they could win the Shield, I see that. I was yeah, going to say Open Cup. Open Cup? Yeah. The thing is, they've yeah. also
0: brought in Douglas Costa, who could be a, a game-changer for them, mm-hmm. in addition to Chicharito and, was it Efrain? F, F Efrain, yeah. Ours? He's, he was very, he was touted as a really good youngster, and I think that, the goal that he just scored, the screamer against Charlotte, yeah, was only his fourth goal in 52 or 62 games for the club.
1: So, He's a midfielder, but he hasn't fully lived up to his potential yet, so we've
0: got to see more from him.
1: So my only question about them winning the Open Cup is, is how are they getting past Orlando City Fan TV FC in the Open Cup? I take my money's on Orlando City Fan TV 4-0 in that game, buddy. I'm sorry. <whistles> Marcus, hat trick Ooh. with the long ball by Dave. Finding the back of the net. All right, well, keep it the depends line.
0: on if we get lazy, Dave, in goal, or Dave that actually cares. That's
1: true, Dave. That, Dave that cares. Yeah, is showing is not Stopping, here. stopping, not here. stopping it, Prime is, Holland. Prime with, Holland.
0: With the new gloves. It's going to be not not here, Dave. He got the new blackout gloves. Oh, okay, yeah. so
1: so we're stopping Holland and Mbappe. Is what I mean. We're winning <laughs> the. We're winning the Champions League at yeah. this point. World
0: right? Cup. We're new country. Let's go. <laughs> Alright Dave, Orlando City based one. <clears throat> Alright, my Orlando City uh hot take is Joao Mutinho is not a good left back. Any any disagreements here? I'd pardon to say that's getting close to a cold take. <laughs> oh, like as in it's it's becoming more popular? Yeah. I know I know the man sitting to my right has thought
1: it for a very long time. I got absolutely crucified for saying this two years ago, did I not? You did,
0: but yeah. he, he wasn't horrible back then. Like, I, I mean, as, as time's gone on, it's kind of evident that he's lacking in, like, some sort of mental
1: understanding of, like, his positioning. His positioning, and how to defend. Yeah, how to defend, the drive to want to make tackles, want to be in position. Wanna, it's just, there's something missing there. I don't know. I say it all the time. He's never been rated highly in my book. I'd have never thought he's been impressive he didn't look good with lafc he didn't look good with any of the other teams that he played for he only looked good for us in a COVID tournament in our own backyard so it's kind of hard not to look good against teams that are staying in hotels for months on end you know when you're staying in you know your own backyard i'm so upset that we got rid of Munir for him i I loved watching Munir play yeah should have uh, gone somewhere in the offseason or in the draft at that spot, but that's besides the point.
0: And then we brought in Kamal Miller
1: to to be a backup left back and that,
0: that just never worked out for us. Never yeah. worked out and then we ended up getting him taken from us. Which I would Now we don't have a backup up. left back, which kind of scares me with him back there, because our only backup is Kyle Smith who I don't think is the best at left back. He has his moments. Moments isn't good or bad. Moments, as in sitting at a computer doing taxes. But um, uh, no, he's he's good on the right.
1: He's he's, he's he's solid all the way around on the right. On the left, defensively, he's still solid. We do see errors occasionally and stuff like that, but I, I think that we see him more solid defensively than we do see Joao ever on the pitch and. Going forward, I feel like Joao occasionally offers us more than He'll us. us more because he Kyle's really one dimensional
0: when he's at left back because he has to cut everything back onto his right, which leads to I mean everyone knows that so it's just going to be hard to actually pull that off right. Yeah, when he's on the right, you see him get up the pitch and they put, he's I can remember. Uh, no, I can't. I was going to say I can remember the game, but I I can't remember him going up the pitch. Putting a beautiful ball into the box to DK, and DK headed it in. He did that for like two or three games. Uh, yeah. There was a span where he he was like really good going forward, where Ruan was out for a while. Yeah. went back to the main point, yeah, I, I just think he isn't, he isn't who we need right now. at left back. Yeah. Could have been El Mounir, but here we are. It should have been El Mounir. All right, moving on to
1: Kanata's hot takes. Yeah, so I'll start with my MLS take, and that is that the MLS will never be taken seriously at the current stage and the way the league is set up. Neither will your spelling. The MLS will never have been taken
0: seriously. No, that's something I can definitely back. <laughs> I mean, especially we talk about it with referees. Like, if people overseas see what Alan Chapman did in the NYCFC
1: Orlando City game.
0: Made rounds around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it was, I mean, I remember seeing pundits over and anyone talking about it. Like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just stuff that if you want to be taken seriously, you have to, like, take yourself seriously, which is something we not
0: evidently, like, don't do.
1: Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, for us to be taken seriously, we need to establish promotion relegation. We get need rid of the salary cap. Get rid of the salary cap. Allow owners to come in and spend the money as they wish with the club. And we need to get rid of this playoff garbage it needs to be the shield is the trophy that is the league trophy then we have the open cup then we have international play there is no playoff to win the league like it is not there is no playoff to win the league in, in any other league the, the supporter
0: world. shield could become the winner of the open cup and the winner of the league
1: yeah, so that, there you go. It's like the, the, community the Community Shield, Shield yeah. over in England. There yeah. you go. Yeah, the Supporter Shield is the preseason game between last year's winner of the league and last year's winner of the Open Cup. Yeah, exactly. And last thing that we need to be taken seriously is international play. The CONCACAF yeah. Champions League is starting to grow. We've seen expansions and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but that it's still not even taken seriously as a competitive, you know, international league. So... It yeah. needs to, it, more f- more funding needs to go into that, more marketing, you know. So, yeah, you never really hear is, about it. I was going to say, is they, like, they really Americanize the sport, which is why we get looked down upon. Because, like, the whole
0: promotion relegation thing is something that it's worked everywhere else, but we just haven't implemented it here, and why not?
1: Because and they want to model it against, or more like the NBA, I would say, or something like that. It, it's an NBA model.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that was kind of the point. You have the model of the American sport to bring in the American fan base and make them more familiarized with the sport, let them grow into it. But I feel like we're hitting that point now. to we where We have, what, 20? I'm sorry to cut you off. We have, what, 28 20 teams, I want to say, in the league? Think, yeah, because yeah, it's 14 in each because Nashville just moved over to the West for some reason. Yeah, and then we have USL and all of those. And then St. Louis is coming in. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm missing one other team, but St. Louis and someone else. will have 29 or 30. At that point, you you have enough yeah. teams to do a promotion relegation system. That's what I've said. I For a couple of years now, I've said you hit 30 teams, and you say, all right, you play each team once, maybe a couple other teams, have like 35 games. Then top 20 teams stay in the MLS. The USL set themselves up for promotion relegation because there's a USL championship. USL League 1, USL League 2. So there's literally another tier set up for you. Then you have the bottom 10 teams go into the USL Championship, but then you have to have the same coordination in the USL. But no, game, we'd rather teams add, teams add more teams down. in and move move a team like uh, who was Nashville into the Western Conference oh, you because gotta, yeah. we need
1: to even it up, which makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just... Like you said, like it's like all other American sports. It's set up like all other American sports. But where was football, the idea of football, American football, created?
0: Where was the idea of American football created?
1: America, right? Well, yeah. Where was the idea of NBA made popular? Like basketball. Right here. Where was baseball made popular? Also here. So you cannot take the format of a way that a sport is successful in other markets across the world and try to create your own but then want to go in and be like oh no but we want to play with you guys you know what i mean like we literally were like we're going to take your beautiful game make it our own but we're still going to play in the world cup we're still going to you know what i mean like i don't i don't like that i don't get that that's why some of the biggest teams in europe come over (coughs)
0: come over here to play a preseason friendly against our all-star team
1: yeah. Like that, and their stars, their stars yeah. don't even play. Yeah. Like and it's, it's that's their U twenty three. It's their U twenty three team. Like let's be real.
0: <laughs> yeah, well we maybe see twenty minutes of stars. Maybe. If
1: yeah. Yeah. Alright. So moving on to my Orlando City based uh hot take, I'm going to say Facundo is a better cam than Mauricio.
0: See, this one kinda hurts me. Because I think Moe is obviously a very good cam.
1: Yeah, no, this isn't taking but, anything away from Moe here.
0: Uh, like, I see what you're saying because you want to see him in that cam role and be able to roam. But I think on the wing, if he just played a wing position, I don't think he would be saying this. Because we wouldn't have seen him roam. And if he actually stayed out wide, then you wouldn't have a problem. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you wouldn't have a problem and say he's I mean, saying he's a better cam than Moe. Right, but that's just not how he is. <clears throat> it's, it's either not how he is, obviously he wants to be on the ball, and he said that, or it's not how Poppy is telling him to
1: play. I mean, from everything I've seen from him at Benro and everything we've seen from him here, he wants to be on the ball, right? Mm-hmm. So what position, other than the number nine, should want to be on the ball most, creating and doing things? It should be your, your cam that's creating for you, that should be dictating pulling the strings in the midfield, moving the ball around, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just see... A more of a drive from him wanting to be on the ball and create than I do Mo, and I also see more of a drive from him defensively trying to track back and and make a difference than we do Mo. Mo's up there in age; he can't oh, necessarily like said, yeah. get back as much as he can. So I, again, this is not taking away anything from Mo. Mo has been phenomenal for us, you know, other than his playoff hothead and stuff like that. That was a off game though. He's been very very solid for us, but. Just looking at it, face value, I feel like is a better camp.
0: I can't I can't say he's a better camp. I think he'll be he, – he, I can't say that because doesn't Mo have already two assists this year? Or is it one with, like, a hockey assist? I know it's, Facundo had a hockey assist. It's. Well, I'm 99% sure it's one. we well, he has one. Yeah. I think – how do I even put this into words? Fucundo may be better on the ball, but I think Mo will be Mo's better like distributing wise. Yeah, Mo I think Mo has a better vision, but Fucundo is also 10 years younger and, and can move
1: a little bit and more and this is all, you know, this is all speculation too obviously. Like everybody keeps saying like when I put out the lineup the other time M- and Bryce was like, "No, I don't think Fucundo can even play that spot." You know what I mean? And then people start thinking about it. Like, this is all speculation. We have never seen him play in that spot. Mm -hmm. So he could get in there and look like garbage, look out of place, look like he has no clue what he's doing. But personally, you know, I I just feel like if we put him there, he's just going to succeed because we're giving him the liberty to play the game how he wants to play it.
0: I can say that I do want to see one game where Facundo has the freedom to move wherever Mm -hmm. he wants without mo on the pitch
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'd like again nothing against mo but i think that would be fun to see because he has a little bit more freedom and and space to move in there
1: i mean we we saw both of the first games both of them want to be the creative centerpiece and drive to be the guy that's creating for our team and mm-hmm. we can't have that when two people are trying to create and they're not playing off of each other type yeah. of thing so i think it'd be, it'd be interesting
0: I agree. But if they learn to play off of each other, oh my god, that could be scary.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of things. that I mean, this this attack gets going, we're going to be a very scary team. Mm-hmm. Especially if, if Benji can find form. I think Benji's, he's got potential
0: to be a very good player. I think he's underrated. I was going to say underrated. Oh, so very underrated in my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> if he can start bagging in goals now that Daryl and Chris are gone, that's going to be big for us. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll establish him as like a, a main, or not a main threat, but he'll he establish himself as a threat in our attack. Mm-hmm. He's already got a goal in the season, one in two games. Did he start against think Chicago? He did. Yeah, yes, it was because Andrew was not in the squad. <clears throat> yeah, you're right. I believe did he get an sit? No, I lied. Two matches, one goal. I thought he had an assist, but I lied. All right, gonna move on to my hot takes. We're good. Unless yep. you guys got anything yeah, no, to say. All right, then I will start with one that we've already kind of talked about with Bryce saying that Cesar Araujo is going to be our best-server CDM. I said Cesar Araujo is one of the most composed youngsters in the league, so I kind of went a little bit more specific and dialed down, I guess, because out of that second game out, um, he did look very composed, and there were actually pundits coming out saying that he is one of the best youngsters that I, well, in this season, I guess. Um, so I kind of piggybacked off that because I also believe it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he definitely proved that against Chicago. He was very composed in the midfield. I feel like he was probably the most compo- composed in the center of the park in that game. Yeah, he seems like so comfortable on the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, even even under pressure, he is so like nonchalant sometimes. But I can still see why it's a hot take because, like we said with Bryce's, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. this is off the of two games and in the first game, I wasn't super impressed with his composure. To yeah. be honest, like, and it was the same thing out because we went to the playoff games too, and that was something that I noticed. Like preseason, preseason matches, not playoffs. Did I say playoffs? Yeah,
0: playoffs. It, it, it's early week, <laughs> Yeah, yeah the, with the preseason game, Sorry, that's something I noticed. Like he, like every, he was, I I wouldn't say horrible, but he was really underwhelming in those those first two games. Yeah, you get your first minutes against a different team with your new squad, not... Well, I mean, the one that we went to go watch at uh, Osceola Heritage Park was on a baseball field turned soccer pitch, uh, I mean, it just wasn't great.
1: Hurt, so we played at NYC?
0: Pretty much, no. except on a
1: pro- probably a bigger field. I was going to say, maybe a full-size pitch this time, actually, though.
0: Possibly, yeah. And we have... One of the quotes that I was going off of in Orlando City I actually posted this on their Instagram page was a quote from Matt Doyle, who's kind of known around the MLS community. It said, Orlando's Cesar Araujo is maybe the most impressive newcomer, newcomer, thus, I can't speak English. Orlando's Cesar Araujo is maybe the most impressive newcomer thus far this season. Uh, so it's, it's, it's high praise coming from him and it's, it's things you love to see because sometimes the guys that we bring in don't get that praise and don't play very well mm. but seeing this praise come in is, is pretty nice
1: yeah I mean it's definitely good look for him. 20 years old breaking into the first team yeah make it, making a good run it would so, be okay. amazing if Facundo or Araujo
0: could snag that newcomer of the year award is award yeah I, I think, think so I'm pretty sure it is it's that because I don't know it was, it's that yeah it is because it's that and then the young player of the year I want to say gotcha now to my MLS one I'm saying the 70,000 plus crowds and we had something close to like 60,000 in our home opener in 2015 Um, those 70,000 plus crowds don't really matter because they'll dwindle down to 15-20k in about a year Uh, you said it last night we were talking with uh, this is kind of going off the Charlotte game that just happened over the weekend where they had, like, 74, 73-something. Yeah. And you said, well, next game, they're already closing out the upper bowl of Bank of America Stadium, so you're already cutting it down to, what are you, like, max 40, 45K? Yeah,
1: I think, I think max lower bowl seating, and I looked up, was, like, 48.5K. Yeah,
0: so you're already cutting it down. And if they continue to lose, you're going to go down to 30, 35. And if that kind of just stays in are like a mid-table team, you're getting 20, 25K. So it's like, yeah, cool, break this record, show that soccer's growing a little bit, but you're not going to keep these crowds. So why does it matter?
1: No, yeah, I mean, even, like you said, say they continue to lose, it's going to dwindle down. Even if they continue to win, They're still gonna even down if down, Charlotte yeah. comes out here, go, wins every single game for the rest of the season, goes out, wins the league this year, it's not going to make a difference because football isn't taken seriously here mm-hmm. in America, amongst Americans. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so, true. yeah, it's it's awesome to get people to go out and witness, you know, the first ever inaugural home opener. But you know what I mean? Like, we I mean, saw yeah. it. We were going to games for years before we were in the MLS. Mm-hmm. And then in our inaugural opener, all these faces show up, about 30,000 people I've never seen before <laughs> in my life and still haven't seen back ever again. Yeah, because you know now we
0: averaging like 20.
1: So it's like... It's not going to make a difference unless we can get these people to buy season tickets, or come back. You know what I mean, like.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look at, I think the highest averaging attendance, it's either Seattle or Atlanta, and they're both playing in non soccer, non soccer specific stadiums. And it's it's good that they're keeping the attendances up because uh, Seattle always gets good attendance. I don't even I don't care enough about Atlanta to be honest with you. But when you have these non-soccer specific stadiums built and they're built at a capacity of twenty five k, obviously your numbers aren't going to look as good. But for those stadiums, if you're getting twenty four k and twenty three k, and then it looks pretty good. But if you get below that twenty k number, and you're like six k, seven k below capacity, then you're like, yeah, okay, what's going on here? Okay. Yeah, I think the like the big yeah. point is retaining people instead of just bringing in them, bringing them in for one match, like consistently filling up stadium should be like a main priority not bring in you know 70 60,000 whatever for one match and then come back the next match
1: and have 15 to 17k so my question is what do we do to build this culture here in america you know what i mean because it's like even for our club specifically <clears throat> we have yeah. new owners biggest off season we've ever had coming off of the two best seasons that we've ever had as a club and our home opener, you know, with all the hype surrounding the team this year and everybody talking about all these new signings and all that stuff, we're still sitting at about 8K under capacity. Yeah. That's- I also
0: think a chunk of that has to do with COVID with people not wanting to to come back and,
1: like, they're willing to risk that. And I think my- that's, that's why it, took it, it probably took it then in 2020. Then
0: why are 74,500 people showing up to a Charlotte game?
1: Well, yeah, I was gonna say my only rebuttal to that is COVID's dead now, my friend. We're talking about the war in Russia now, so our yeah. russian ukraine war. That's the it's the center topic. COVID's uh, yeah. but well, I'm talking like since, since it's happened, I think the num- numbers
0: be. have dwindled down, at least for us. Because I remember the Atlanta game where Dom scored an offside goal. I think that was in twenty was that twenty nineteen. I want to say uh, like that. That place sure. was packed, and after that, after COVID hit, it's felt like uh, kind of like a ghost town like there's so many empty seats oh yeah i was saying it on the game our home opener this year i'm like i hope these seats fill up and then watching the highlights after there were sections the where the bar is in the corner like if you're in the wall looking out to the field to the left Mm. these seated sections right before the corner turns to the wall like it's maybe 15 20 percent filled like that's just you could almost poor. see
1: the Orlando writing you that we see, have yeah. in the stands. You can almost tell exactly what it said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's definitely it's growing. It's good to see things moving in the right direction, but we're never going to get there unless we can get people to keep coming back. I think I so I was spreading the word because it's not like ticket prices
0: are like completely out of reach. It's just about people reaching it's, out it's to it's others. It's exposure. And,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, because when I talk to people about it, it's like, oh, well, I've never even been to an Orlando City game. It's like, how long have you lived here? Yeah.
0: Have you been to a Magic game? Yeah.
1: You're paying 8 bucks to go see one of the worst teams in the league. So, yeah, you you will go to see the Magic, but you won't go to see this, who's right up the street from the Magic. It's not yeah. like you're parking any difference, you know what I mean? Like, It's, it's so addicting to watch, too, like...
0: Magic games, you get lost easily, but, like, staying at an Orlando City game, it's so entertaining to watch, and that's coming from someone who started, you know, watching soccer, football, playing, whatever, from watching an Orlando City game, like, it's just
1: so mesmerizing to watch being there. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, inside that stadium is what makes people fall in love with this game, I mean, mm-hmm. it's called the beautiful game for a reason, you know what I mean, so... We just got to get people into the stadiums to get that experience. And then hopefully, I mean, if you can get them in, they'll stay, especially at in Orlando, fingers with, crossed. Yeah, hopefully.
0: Well, as much as you guys should check out the Orlando City matches, we'd love you to check out our upcoming events at Tin Roof as well as our Instagram at TV and our Twitter at TV 22 Keep a lookout for those posts that I mentioned earlier, and uh, we'll see you on the next one.